welcome to The Nerd Degree. Uh, our theme for this uh, episode, our 90th 9-0, is Mock Mock Mocktober, brought to you very fittingly on this last day of September. Uh, I am your host, Erin Harrington, and tonight my imposter syndrome and I are going to be leading the nerds through fakes and phonies, takedowns and take-offs. So we're all socially distanced and ready to make stuff up, so it's time to meet the nerds. Now they are in two teams of two and we're also joined by a scorekeeper. So how about we start with the team on my right. Can you introduce yourselves and tell me what is your favourite fake thing? Hello. 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 <laughs> um, my name is Ray. Uh, I'm Kathleen. Lovely. Good. Um, I am a, uh, I'm a comedian and I'm a book seller. That sounds quite boring, doesn't it? Um, and, uh, and my favourite fake thing is, uh, like, I hate bananas, but I really like fake banana. Ooh. Like, a, a lot. Good. Like, a lot. Um, I'll eat fake banana any time, but banana, ugh, disgusting. Um, <laughs> but especially the fruit bursts. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. And the yoghurt. Do you like the fake oh, yeah. banana yogurt? Yeah, yeah, like um, a Kelsey yum. Yes. Yeah, love that yeah. shit. Mm. Love it. Delicious. Be no probiotics. It's not yogurt, is no. it? No, it's just a. Don't they call it's it yogurt. like a, a dairy? A dairy product. A dairy dessert. product. Yeah. Product. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's yeah. I can't fake, believe it's on yogurt. I love fake yogurt. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, and um, my favourite fake thing is um, that thing that we're all doing at the moment. We're, we're like fake smiling at each other, but through our masks. So it looks like this. <laughs> but really all that's happening underneath it is this. And, like, and we all know it because it's too much actual social effort to actually smile. And so we're all just kind of like squinting at each other and giving each other the evils but knowing what it means. And that is my favourite fake thing. And what is the name of your team? <gasps> And we are Faux Show. Welcome to Faux Show. It's important, it's important to know that Faux is, is spelled like F A U X. Like oh, thank you. Ooh. Yeah, correct. And how about over, over to my left? Oh, hi everyone. My name is Brendan. I am a dungeon master. <laughs> And um, in terms of my favourite fake thing, I just want to give a huge shout out to the placebo effect. I think, oh, yeah, I know, right? In terms of fake medicine, it's like number one. <laughs> uh, my name is Andrew. I am a filmmaker and uh, writer and <laughs> sometimes employed to do, do those things. Um, uh, my favourite uh, fake thing is fiction. I don't know if you've heard this, but Shout out fiction, fiction. <laughs> isn't real. All those stories, they were, they're made up. Somebody just made them up. Huge if true. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, huge if fake. Yeah. But even huger if true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big ups to fiction. And, and, and what, is, what is the name of your team? Uh, our team name is Mocktopussy. Oh, welcome Mocktopussy. Um, it's a, It's important to remember that uh, that Mocktopussy is spelled M-O-C-K, <laughs> just in case you're confusing it with other Mocktopussies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're also joined tonight by a scorekeeper. Uh, kia ora. I am Jeff. I am a comedian, improviser and writer. And um, my favourite fake thing um, are lab-grown diamonds. 
All of Ooh. the beauty and sparkle, none of the blood and moral problemat- problematicness. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, so Jeff is going to be um, assigning points quasi-randomly over the course of the mm. evening, but the players are going to uh, take it incredibly seriously and, and no doubt have a punch-up at half-time. So, it's time to see who is going to get caught in the act and who will earn their nerd degree. So our first round is Nerdly News. In this round, I will be testing nerds on their knowledge of the nerdly and the niche. Uh, points will be given in a highly regimented, well-informed fashion for correct answers, interesting related facts, and successful bluffing. Um, so I'll start with faux show. Your question is... In recent media news, so this is just from the last month or so, where can you check out any of the following media properties? The game show, how did I get here? Historical drama, Titanic 2. Procedural drama, The Finder Outerer. Uh, (laughs) Slasher film, Serial Apist 2, Monkey See, Monkey Kill. Or the action romance, Dog Copter 6, Till Death Do We Bark, I now pronounce you man and wolf. (laughs) And it's not Pornhub. Well, who's, who's to say? I don't think so. <laughs> no, wait, no. <laughs> He's on our team now. Yeah. Do you know? No. <laughs> they know, though. Look, they know! They know! They look so excited! Oh, we, we, like, we brainstormed it, we yeah. worked through it. Yeah. It's the, it's, yeah. Oh, it's been such a, it's been such a debacle over here. Um, uh, it's the best website. It's called Nestflix. And it's a it's it's set up like Netflix, except it's only like the fake movies that exist inside other movies or TV shows. Um, so it's like got all of the like like fake films from like the start of Tropic Thunder and like all of that kind of thing. Um, you can't actually watch the films, but it, it looks like you can. <laughs> so so you can hit along. Yes, so, so you get um, lots of points for that. Uh, so you can head to nestflix.fun. Uh, it says on the uh, landing page, the platform for your favourite nested films and shows, fictional movies within movies, got them. Shows within shows, you bet. Browse our selection of 500 stories within stories. And it was launched last month by web designer Lynn Fisher. Uh, some of the categories include post-apocalyptic action movies, buddy cops, home and DIY, and babies in action, including the shows Admiral Baby from The Simpsons, Baby Fights from Gravity Falls, and Extreme Toddler Wrestling from Futurama. Do you have any favourites? Uh, the Rural Juror from yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Angel Angels with Dirty Faces? Is that... Yes, I, I from Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the, yeah, the, the film noir gangster film from Home Alone is, is not a real movie. I think, I think mine, which is now 20 years old, which is a bit shocking, is Goodwill Hunting 2, Hunting Season, mm. directed by Gus Van Sant <laughs> <laughs> from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, question two, so over to Moctopussy. Uh, mm. This is um, a more current events. What high-calorie TikTok challenge is helping UK high school students go viral. Okay, well, you're talking about going viral, so mm. I assume that it is like eating things off the floor yep, or something yep. like that. Especially if it's high calorie, it'll be like eating... People are like dropping things and then counting like eight seconds and then picking it up. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Breaking the... Um, Danger. Breaking the, the rule. Yeah, of whatever the local uh, second rule is in their territory. Yeah, because yeah. in some places it's three, in some places it's five. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing. <laughs> uh, 
no. Uh, do, Are we close? Do, no. Not, not really at all. I was hoping you'd pick up on the word viral. Uh, I thought I was. We did. Like the, all the viruses on the ground are getting picked up because they're leaving it there too long. Technically, that's bacteria. Yeah. Uh, viruses can live on the ground too, probably. Faux show, any idea? I'm trying to pick up on your clue of saying viral. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that it's like something like COVID related. Yes, it is COVID related. I reckon it's going to. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon I got it. Okay. I reckon it's like so you've got your mask and you yeah. fill your mask with food and you've got to oh, eat it all with your mask on. Like, oh, like know, a horses with a feed bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can I? Can yeah. I just? I just have to really share this, but I have to be careful on how I share it. People know that I work at a school, but this this story takes place at a school. <laughs> Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows what school? There's a, there's a class that is in trouble at the moment because they have communal chewing gum. Oh! <laughs> oh. oh! Oh, I'm so upset. Oh. I just, I feel very distressed. Is that, does that earn points or take points away from, uh, for upsetting the room? Um, I'm, 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 I'm taking half a point off for that. That's just... was, was I close? No, but I like the idea. Oh, okay. I, that, as soon as you said that, I thought M&M's. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's always that little pocket, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's <laughs> the, the filter pocket. pocket. Just, just right here. And you just oh, got to look. You turn it And then yeah. you just, yeah, you fill it up. Mm, like, like, guess what I'm eating behind the mask. Yeah. That, that'd be a good game. What I'm after is that since December last year, videos have been circulating on TikTok showing how to fake a COVID-19 lateral flow test, which is a test that you can take yourself. It takes about 30 minutes to develop. Looks a little bit like a uh, pregnancy test, but you have to like swab your own nose and tonsils, which is not how you use a pregnancy test. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, it might not be how you use it. <laughs> so, so what they've been doing, the way they've been spoofing it is with soft drinks. And there's lots of reasons for this. Uh, Mostly because the very high um, acid nature of Coke and orange juice and kiwi fruit messes up the interaction between the buffer and the antibodies, and you get a false positive. So schools in Liverpool have had to get in touch with parents, warning them of the practice. Oh, wow. wow. I was wondering why you'd do it. I mean, is it just to get off school, or is it yep. to throw the city into <laughs> lockdown, or is it to... Probably to get off school. Two weeks off school, three meals a day, yep. MIQ facility. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, it's England. It'll just be standing in a field. <laughs> no, it's England. It'll be standing in the middle of a crowded supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that social media has finally done something bad. <laughs> <laughs> question, question three. Uh, this is for faux show. Um, who or what is Big Mike, and why does he taste funny? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when I think of Big Mike, I think of like that guy who strips all the time. Was Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Uh, okay, that's different. Probably also big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw up. Like big, big muscles. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. what I was also thinking. Okay, um, so who, but the clue is in what is Big Mike? Because otherwise it would just be who is Big Mike. Yeah, what, what was the second part of that clue? Why does he taste funny? Why does he taste funny? Okay, because oh, I reckon he's off. He's gone past the expiry date. I reckon he's one of those like things that you make. He's a type of festival. Apple. Oh, I reckon he's got apples in him. It could be, you know, those. <laughs> oh, you're actually. You're, <laughs> am I getting there? Well, kind of. So the reason I threw this to you is because it relates directly to Ray's favourite 
fake thing. Oh, banana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Who is a banana? <laughs> 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 what we call faking banana, but he's gone off. <laughs> so I'm talking about the history of Sorry. banana flavouring. Um, so he was saying, you know, artificial banana doesn't really oh. taste like bananas. Because it used to taste like a real banana. And, and then banana was called Gros Michel or Big Mike. Oh my oh. god, but I knew that. So, so there's this story that the archetypal banana flavouring had very authentic origins, that it came from the banana called the Gros Michel, which is how I'm going to keep saying it. The Gros Michel or Big Mike, as it was affectionately known, was once prevalent. There was a fungus, it was ruthless, it was called Fusarium oxysporum, which I had to practice saying at the back, or Panama disease and so on and so forth. And we ended up with a new banana that was more resistant to that. And it's a really good story, eh? It's a yes. good story. Yeah, it's it, not true. No. Oh. It's a it's a shit story. It's uh, <laughs> no, it's a good story with no verifiable uh, source. Um, banana flavour comes from a particular ester. Did you did you have to make it in chemistry at high school? I made it in chemistry at in, high school. I know. <laughs> I, I did too. A very yeah. long time ago. I was like that. That's vaguely banana-y. I just thought that's um, that's kind of disconcerting. Wait a second. I, so that whole, there's a specific that whole big chemical thing was made is, up. No, there was a banana called Big Mike, and it did taste differently, but yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. the case that artificial banana flavouring tastes like Big Mike. I it's think it's just like, there's like a chemical that tastes close enough to banana that they're like, this is, this is banana flavouring because our work's done. We don't have to develop anything else. Yeah, so it's um, isoamyl acetate. So I've grabbed this from an article I spent like four hours reading because <laughs> it was really interesting and I went, I went down holes about the secrets of fake flavours from the BBC and they talk about other flavour design stuff, how you can layer things up and blend them so you can just simply tell people that a combination of flavours like strawberry and orange is actually something different like pineapple or V blue and people will believe you. Um, because we're really bad at like identifying flavours. And so if something comes in a red can or a blue can, we will taste it differently. If it's at altitude, mm -hmm. we might experience it differently too. So ne next time you, you, you shove your, your banana fruit bursts into your face bag, just like think of Big Mike. Okay, so this is the um, last question of this round. This is for Moctopussy. Mm -hmm. How might licking a touch screen be a demonstration of your level of intelligence? Well, again, this class. We've <laughs> 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 got a communal hairbrush, we've got communal lip balm, so licking a touch screen would not be surprising at all. Mm. No. Um, it's, it's news from within the last 48 hours. The last 48 hours? I know. Hours. Yep. I don't think we've ever been um, so relevant. Is this, is this some new technology that Apple's put in its new um, iPhones? No, I'm talking about um, Kia, the intrepid mountain Oh, parents. they've learned how to use touch screens, haven't yeah. they? Oh. Oh, and because, and because like, their tongues are the only like, electroconductive... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the reason why I've put this under... Uh, fake mock whatever else is that they've learned to use touch screens with their tongues but they struggle to tell the difference between screens in real life much like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if that's what they use to use an iPad are they technically an IKEA? <laughs> this is why I'm not on a team. <laughs> the, the study was undertaken by researchers from the University of Auckland here in Christchurch at Willowbank Wildlife Park and so they had to do tasks they involved like a mm. ball and a seesaw thing and a box 
And um, the best part of the study, and I'm quoting here from the co-author Patrick Wood, a parrot's beak is a lot like your fingernail, it won't activate a touch screen, so we had to teach them to lick the screen with their tongues. <laughs> Once they acquired the skill, they quickly gained confidence using the touch screens and they really seem to enjoy it too. <laughs> How do you instruct a Kia to lick a screen? I, I would have had to go through ethics, I'm sure. Yeah. I assume it's that, that you paint it with fake, fake. That's going to like you get a treat if you push the button. You, you like like paint like rubber flavoring on the screen, <laughs> and the, they just can't get enough of it. <laughs> what they did find though was that the parrots showed no preference between real and virtual objects. Oh. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> the lead author also added that they need to do further work to figure out. If Kia, who spend heaps of time in front of screens <laughs> with extensive experience of screens, might begin to um, dissociate the real and virtual worlds, but when I, I become I, more violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I read that, I thought, does that mean Kia are going to disassociate? But no, she just meant like tell the difference between uh. between real girlfriends and fake internet girlfriends. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the end of that round. Where right. are we at, Jeff? Well, currently. Um, both teams are tied on one and a half points. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, we all know that nerds love homework, so I've asked the nerds to do some homework. Their homework was to make a mockery of something. Uh, it's up to them how they interpret that, and it's up to me and Jeff if we accept that interpretation. Uh, so how about, Andrew, should we start with you? Sure. Uh, good evening, fans. Welcome to the Marvel Studios panel in Hall H here at San Diego Comic-Con 2021. Now, ordinarily, we would show you a montage of our latest and greatest entertainment products, but today, we're gonna cut straight to the chase. Because we're bringing a brand new Marvel hero to the screen in 2024 in our new film, which I am pleased to announce is titled, Untitled July 24, 2024 Marvel Project. Please welcome, Untitled. <laughs> That's right. That's right, because we've worked through our, our way through our entire roster of characters, even the Z-list ones nobody's ever heard about but pretends to have when they show up in the post-credit scenes, we're creating an all-new Marvel superhero. Of course, we've estranged all of our creators due to not paying them their proper royalties for the work that they've done, so Untitled has been created entirely by committee in conjunction with our friends at Disney. The executives found that uh, fans engaged positively with the announcement of previous Untitled Marvel proje projects, so Untitled was born. <laughs> Untitled July 2024 Marvel Project is a superhero film unlike any we've seen before. Just as previous Marvel films were spuriously describable as espionage thrillers, horror movies, or martial arts films, Untitled 2024 brings a homeopathic dose of a brand new genre <laughs> to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, pornography. <laughs> but don't worry, we still won't allow our characters to get horny, let alone fuck. Rather, our main character will merely have a stepsister. <laughs> and how about that main character? Untitled is a regular Joe, relatable to all four quadrants of our audience. As we all know, men are relatable to women, but women are not relatable to men. And he's blessed and cursed with great powers and great responsibilities, and so on and so forth. With so many powers, you never know what he'll do. He can do anything, as long as it moves the story arbitrarily from one pre-planned set piece to the next. The story will take Untitled to locations ranging from a studio backlot street, an empty field, a tall building and space, and he'll do battle against a nefarious vil villain almost as untitled as he is, but mean. It all culminates in a massive showdown illuminated by a great big pillar of light stretching into the sky. A great film needs a great director, and to helm this one we've hired famed art house director Terrence Malick of Badlands. 
thin, the Thin Red Line, Tree of Life, Days of Heaven, and so on. Terrence will be bringing three important things to this landmark film. He'll bring his trademark style to the one or two little scenes here and there that we haven't already pre-visualized. He'll bring the project in on schedule with the aid of our beloved Marvel executives who will be running his set anyway. And most importantly, he'll lend us plausible artistic credibility so that rabid fanboys can bray about our cape movie deserving Oscars come February. In the lead role of Untitled, we've got some phenomenal, tal phenomenal talent on board. Not an actor, but an AI trained on the voices and likenesses of Chris's Pratt, Evans, Hemsworth, Pine, and Tian Bale. <laughs> this homunculus of superhero-grade attractiveness will deliver reams of classic Marvel banter with the zest of a real actor staring down the barrel of a 15-film contract. <laughs> Supporting our revolutionary multi-Chris system will be a stunning team of Academy Award-winning visual effects artists creating animated superhero suits for actors to voice over later. Untitled July 2024, Marvel Project will hit theaters in 2025, <laughs> a year after the Disney Plus exclusivity window ends, and we deign to allow cinemas to screen it, once again swooping in and saving everyone from the mid-budget adult-oriented entertainment we've all but eradicated through our box office hegemony. We trust that fans and critics alike will flock to this thrilling and original vision. And remember, stick around until the end of the credits for a glimpse of our next thrilling and original vision, Untitled November 2024 Marvel Project, Excelsior! Andrew Tubbs! I'm so tired. I'm so excited to see it. I'm trying to book tickets online, but it won't let me. There's, there's something in What's the link? Brain. Oh, very good. That was longer than I thought it would be. It was, it was beautiful, though. It was, it was wonderful. Um, Ray. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, mock for your entertainment, maybe, I don't know, uh, my, the ver my very first stage performance. <clears throat> uh, in 2003, I debuted, debuted my acting ability in a moving and compelling and incredibly re realistic performance of the role Elderly Neighbor in the Cobham Intermediate School production of the 1989 computer musical Hackback. <laughs> It was written by Robert Hyman, who I'm sure, as far as I'm aware, my googling uh, didn't go so far, but I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that co-wrote the 1983 Cindy Lauper song, Time After Time. <laughs> uh, and then he went on to write Hackback. Uh, the basic concept of Hackback is that two children, uh, called Chris and Tab, discover that their parents have been frozen in time. Mm, good, yeah, nice. Uh, their bodies are in front of the TV and their minds are in the computer. Ooh. And to rescue them, these children must also go inside the computer, which they kind of access through the TV, which is separate <laughs> devices, because it was 1899. <laughs> Anyway, they then have to fight off a number of evil computer maniac uh, people, including Daisy Wheel and her henchmen, Rom and Ram. Yeah. Uh, and they all hang out in this place called the Hexadecimal Dump. Um, I'm not, and, and there's a song which is like coming to like, I, I would say it's up there with like uh, a dream to dream, you know, it's, uh, it's just called the Hexadecimal Dump, the Dump, the Dump, the Dump, the Dump. And then luckily, uh, Chris and Tab have this guidance computer friend called Chip. Get it? I'm going to stop saying get it. Uh, 
and Chip kind of can and does lead them through like the through the medium of like computer-based puns and songs, mm -hmm. uh, through the computer to their parents, and then out of the TV to safety. Um, <laughs> In 2003, I was 12, uh, and I was a detention-seeking nightmare. Um, and because of this, I was very interested in the theater and was offered arguably the lead role of Chip. Ooh. Cool. Uh, I was very cool. Uh, people envied me. Um, uh, and Chip was this kind of narrator rather than an actual character, which made me very important and special, and also made me kind of like a nightmare to not only like the, the normal kids at school, but also the rest of the cast of Hackbag. Uh, embarrassing for me. Um, then the teacher discovered I couldn't sing or dance, so I was demoted to the character of elderly neighbor. Um, <laughs> and I gave this role as much as I possibly could, and I performed my three lines. Uh, it was in a scene where I stumble into the house to find the parents, like, immobile, because they're in the computer, but they're still, their bodies are in front of the television, but they're in the computer. I have to stumble on them and then sort of be like, why are you frozen like this? But so shrilly that only dogs could hear me. Um, and, uh, and I was uh, sort of wearing this embroidered uh, cream pantsuit with shoulder pads that were so, uh, like, so large that they blocked out the boy that was playing my husband. Um, I give my performance two out of ten. Thank you. Oh, right, Shipley. So you've been um, allocating points? I have, as it's been going on. And um, faux show did pretty well, um, but I didn't hear enough computer-based puns. So um, <laughs> they only got 10 points for that, whereas uh, I am super excited about Untitled Marvel Project 2024. <laughs> and so Motta Pussy got 11 points. Very good. Well done. Yeah. There's always someone who's like, you know what, Fight Club is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, second round is called The Furniture of Law Enforcement. Uh, and it is about trademark breaches and evasion. Uh, where a company will cash in on something really well known while doing its best not to encroach upon copyright. So we're talking here about toys, uh, action figures, merchandise and so on. So our first example, the one that we get this title from, is Robert Cop 2. I, I'll be back. Futuristic Robert. Terminator Autobotic. Exciting movie look. Toy. <laughs> So I found um, a whole bunch of pictures of these. Uh, so those of you who are listening at home will have to uh, make use of the theatre of the mind. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of... Can we just <laughs> pause just, for a can second? We, can, we just, can we just draw our attention to yeah. the, the other... The other characters in this line, yeah. one of which looks to be like the T-1000, is it labelled Ray Liotta, <laughs> and the other one is Johnny, Johnny Five, Five from, from Short, Short Circuit, and it's labelled Optical Prime. I think this toy, more than any Robocop toy, has really captured the inner torment <laughs> yeah. of the character. I, it I, looks I, like, like a... Like a Someone from fucking Hellraiser. But there's, there's that bit in the first Robocop where the guy gets like toxic waste dumped yeah. on him. Yeah. That's, that's what he'd look like if then you dumped him in grey paint. <laughs> <laughs> this twisted musculature. So, so I, have a, I have a whole list of these. I'm going to give you the name and I want you to tell me what it's a knockoff of. Um, we, we don't have bells. Normally we'd go ding. So you can either just go ding, I guess, or you can... Um, Awkwardly and or assertively just 
launch in. Uh, first one is yeah, first one is special man. Dang. Yeah. I think it might be Superman. Might be Superman. Very good. Right. So I'll I'll get you to to hold off on the images until yeah. they've made a few like real shit guesses. Yeah. How does that sound? Good. Okay. So we have special man, uh, which yep. is our friend Superman. What about the sense of right alliance? That'd be Justice, Justice League. League? Oh yeah, you got there first. I think you can. Uh, <laughs> they both get a point. <laughs> Except it's it, but it's with the Power Ranger and Shrek. <laughs> Shrek's on there, yeah. And cars, <laughs> and donkey, and, and the Ninja Turtles, and, and some Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles seem to to feature a lot in these I kind of things. I think Shrek belongs in the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird you looking Shrek, though. <laughs> yeah. That's Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> You can both have points for that, I think. Uh, next one is Power Rangers Mystic Force. Isn't that an actual Power Rangers series? It, it is, but not this toy. Oh. Well, I think it is. There, so this is, this is a toy Rangers. kind of masquerading as a Power Rangers toy. Yeah. Oh. Any ideas? Is it Walker Texas Ranger? <laughs> no, no it, it, it isn't. Well, what have we got? It is five Spider-Mans. <laughs> oh my god, is that me brought to life? Are they, are they different heights or are they just like suspended in different places? I think they're just suspended. They're different, oh, they're different heights. I wish, I wish they were all like unique moulds. <laughs> the next one is Spook Chasers. Ghostbusters. Oh. Yeah. Yes, very yeah. good. Oh. There we go. You can collect them all, exclamation mark. And there's um, a slimer yeah. that actually looks more like something a small child would put Pop in a nappy. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing's not the same as busting, is it? No, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because there's, there's no promise <laughs> of, of actually catching the The journey's more important than the destination. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next one is Big Fella. Big, Big Foot! Or, no. um, oh, is it is uh, it Hulk. Incredible Hulk? Robert oh, De Niro every, from every... Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what is Big got? Mike? It is Godfellas. Oh. Oh. I like this so He's got wind up walking action with moving mouth and hands. hands. Yeah. Is that like the ki the Kiwi adaptation of Godzilla? Yeah, maybe. Hey there, big fella. Easy, easy. Oh, he's oh, a big fella. <laughs> The next one's, I mean, the next one's a little bit harder. Big fella at least has, you know, some kind of relationship. Oh, to, God. Uh, Harry Potter Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and is it not going to be anything to do with Harry Potter or Obama? Is like, it? It's a five Spider-Mans. <laughs> Six Spider-Mans. Um, Harry Potter Obama. I reckon it's like... Mike Pence or something in a toy form. Yeah. I, I think you'll That's find. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll find it's Sonic the Hedgehog. What? <laughs> oh my God! That's really it's a disconcerting to look at. It's a backpack with Harry Potter, and a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog with the baton on his chest. Two. That is the most important. And yeah. comic sense. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, now this this next one I quite like. There's two versions. I've only got one version. One is don't be angry, and the other is uh, it also trades as don't torment me. Is it the Incredible Hulk? No, this is a game. Take me out again. This is a game. Uh, oh, look, that's actually a really good guess. But uh, no, is this it, is a game. Uh, Operation. <laughs> 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 Trouble. 
Um, getting close, it is the game Sorry. Oh. Oh. Sorry which actually yeah. also goes as... Um, it's, very, it's very close yeah. to trouble with the Popomatic bubble. Yeah. 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 They sell these at Kmart and the warehouse. They have the mock versions. Like, there's four in a row, which is Connect Four. Mm. And yeah. there's Who Am I, which is Guess Who. Yeah. And Attack Boats. <laughs> and what, what's that one? <laughs> Battleship. My family has a mock version of Articulate, which just says on the box, like, can you get your friends and family to use the word on the back of the card? But it just... <laughs> <laughs> is that the name of the game? It's a, I don't think it has a name, it just says that on the It's phenomenal. Yeah, wow. I, I found a Monopoly one which was just called Monoply. <laughs> <laughs> right, next, next one. So we're back to the toys now. Phoebe. 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 You can give it a cuddle. Um, Phoebe. Oh, it's, uh, Elmo? You can give it a cuddle. Hmm. Oh, the audience, the audience got a point. Oh. It's a Furby. Oh. Oh. So there we go, there's Phoebe. Phoebe. Just as horrifying. Yeah. Uh, how about Mogwai? Is it a gremlin? Well, a pre-gremlin. No, it's also Is a Furby. It's just an angry looking Furby. That's a Furby that sees It's got shit. a heart between its eyes, but it makes mm. it look like it's glaring. They, yeah. they don't look angry, they look stoned. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, the, the, their face and body are out of proportion. What is the correct proportion? <laughs> <laughs> we all know the measurements we like to see out of Furby. Yeah. We, we just need to tilt them and bring them close to the camera and it'll I be like some nice Furbies need to live, live up to your standards of body beauty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, next one. Snow snowers. Snowpiercer. Like <laughs> <laughs> an action figure of the train Snowpiercer. <laughs> no, um, no uh, it is, is it like a, a like a frozen? Yes, it is. Thing? Oh. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Oh. What? Yeah. That doesn't even look like it's trying to be frozen. I like that they have that. Um, so, so these are some of those dolls where if you lie them down, the, the eyelids kind yeah. of shut and you bring them back up and they open, but again, one of the, the wow. dolls, quite horrifyingly, has a lazy eye. No, it's just, it's a, it's a wee wink. So she wink. wants yeah. me to buy it. We both know I'm frozen, <laughs> wink. While, while we're sticking with um, quote unquote toys for girls, how about blandness, girl? Oh. Barbie. Yes, it is Barbie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it's, it's a, the Disney phone. It's, it's a Barbie flip phone, Disney phone. Sweet. Phone. I love it so much. That's just powerful satire. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, now I really like this one. Amicable Herculean. The Iron Giant. Oh, that'd be good though. Um, mm. Amicable. The Big Friendly Giant. No, it is an action figure. Though. Oh, action. Uh, is it? So, like so the, it's the rock or something. Yeah, like kind of. It's it's an action figure that starts off as like a He-Man wrestler type thing. But you can also swap bits out to what? make it more like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you can, so you can pull the you can pull the head off and put a different head on. You can give him a, a shell. His eyes are in such a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like his eyes are where his like he's like resting sunglasses should be, and his sunglasses are where his eyes should be. Eyes up there. His real eyes to confuse people. Exactly, so he can be like go to sleep. But oh you know, yeah. he's watching me. It's like and he tried to take off his sunglasses, but he lifted up his eyeballs instead. And at the same time, question how amicable this Herculean and is. He's, he's giving a fake smile under his mask as well. Yep. So there's the back of it. So there are the heads. Oh, wow. you can More play value. I like yeah. the play value. Interchangeable faces, just like me. Right, so I've got um. <laughs> right, I've got two more. Uh, John Lennon Cowboy Special Mission. <laughs> Woody from. Uh... No, that'd be good though. I think you can have a point for that. Is this Power Rangers? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? No, I think you'll find it's Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, they would be on some special missions. Makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones is classic. Dueling pistols and sheer space. I like Called that it's also got um, a little please recycle thing. To yeah. <laughs> and last one, this one is very dear to my heart. Sharp Hand Joe. And oh, so it's it's no, but, 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 oh, but adjacent, yeah. perhaps. Uh, uh, Michael Myers. No, it's Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Oh. Hey. 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 After they found Wally, they burned him horribly, and now he haunts your dreams, and he's all you can find. Um, what, what would your what would your knockoff toys look like? If you well, were of ourselves, yeah. <laughs> or, or what would they be? What would they be named? Of of us as yeah. people. Yeah. What would your knockoff name be? I keep getting emails, so, so I work at a university and I keep getting emails asking me if I'm a different Erin Harrington. And it's an Erin Harrington who studies rhino hobbies. <laughs> She's an ecologist. So, so mine would be something to do with, with I think, rhino transformation. How, how about we muse that? We'll think that. on that. How about we think on that? Um, over the break, uh, we're going <laughs> to take 10 minutes or so. You can keep ordering drinks at your table. Uh, and then we will come back for the second half. But for now, thank the nerds. <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of Mocktober. Uh, now, before we shuffled off for a little bit, I asked the nerds if they could think of toys that might be good knockoff versions of themselves. Have any of you had a think about that? Uh, so my knockoff toy um, weirdly like syncs up with uh, something I was bullied about in high school. Um, and so the toy that is like a knockoff of me is accidentally a 100% screen accurate Harry Potter action figure, um, which is and actually more screen accurate than the official Harry Potter uh, action figure. Mm. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Where, where would you find it? Um, the stores that don't look like they sell toys. <laughs> and how about you, Ray? Uh, my name is Ray, as Erin just said, uh, and um, <laughs> but. It, Sometimes it gets lengthened to Raymond, which makes me think of that show Everybody Loves Raymond. And so my action figure would just be like a nicely dressed like every man with a bit of a beer belly. Um, and, and it would be like everybody likes Ray, just like that. <laughs> and then you could just push a little button or like maybe pull a little string like, and, and it would be like, it's me. Roy Bipley, and it would just, get my, <laughs> just get my name wrong, 
over and over again forever, and that's the toy that I would be. Did I make the brief? I don't know if that was. That's rich. that's perfect. I'd 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 buy that for two dollars. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Good. So then you'll buy you'll buy this one for three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I didn't make one for myself. I just made another one for Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a rayfish, and it's like Ray, but if they were like a crab. Yeah. And and it's like the Little Mermaid's best friend, and so like like little people will just like buy it to have like as mm. their best friend, and I guess you'd probably just like pull one of its claws and it would tell you to not go live on the land or something. <laughs> <laughs> work checks out. Yeah. Did you have something, Brendan? When I was at university, um, in my second year, um, one entire class of students, for some reason, all started calling me Brian. <laughs> so I think the action figure of me would just be uh, a Spider-Man called Brian. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I would probably be like, you know those Stretch Armstrong yeah. dolls that they had? I'd be one of those. But um, I'd also have one of those pulled stringy things. But instead of making me talk, it would stop me from talking. Otherwise, I'd be just stretch. Okay, right, we, are, we are up to yeah. round three. It is called Fake It Till You Make It. I'm going to give you some things. You have to tell me really quickly what you can fake with them. We'll black through. Uh, how about we start with uh, Fal Show? 99 smartphones and a kid's red wagon. We've missed it already. Um, what can you, you make? Can you can fake a large kidnapping. Uh, no, you can in fact fake a traffic jam. Oh. Uh, so German artist Simon Vecker oh. hacked Google Maps by lugging around 99 <laughs> Android smartphones that he'd rented, as opposed, I don't know, I guess, mm. I guess you can rent better than fucking buying them. Um, and he kind of walked really slowly around Berlin and made Google Maps look like there were um, traffic jams, including outside... Google's office in Berlin as well. So he did this to get people to think about the space we give cars every day and to ask us to question the data that we think about um, as neutral. Would a side effect of that been that there would have been a shitload of Uber surge pricing as well? Yeah, maybe. So yeah. He, in, in truth, he actually made the monolithic corporations only stronger. Uh, you can't win, you can only play the game. Uh, over to... Now, are you still called... Not Are we going to change our name to Five Spider-Mans? Yeah. <laughs> Five Spider-Mans. What uh, can you fake with an iron will, a cabin in the woods, and a Filipino bureaucrat? An iron will, yeah. a cabin in the woods, a Filipino bureaucrat. Um, a, a, a really poor remake of The Evil Dead. <laughs> okay. that, that would work, but you can in fact fake your own death. So this is uh, from writer Elizabeth Greenwood, who wrote Playing Dead, A Journey Through the World of Death Fraud in 2016. She said uh, to commit pseudocide, uh, you have to do three things. One, do a real good job of planning your accident, etc. Two, have some place to go with cash to sustain you. And then three, cut all ties forever. But during her research, she found um, black market morgues in the Philippines, where death fraudsters will buy a body, get it cremated, and while she was there, she was able to acquire her own death certificate and a governmental accident report detailing the fatal car crash she did not die in. Oh. Isn't it true that in Japan, like, their kind of reputation for high uh, age, like, is in part because people don't report the deaths of uh, elderly relatives so they can keep collecting um, money on their behalf. Oh. And so oh, you know, they just get scam. older and older. 
that, mean, that maybe sort of do, do, you, do you get do you get points for facts that quite possibly are true but we're not looking at Google right now? No, he doesn't get points. For I'm giving a I'm, okay. So the other team gets to choose. That's great. I'm giving the impression of a point, and it's very convincing, but it's not actually there. Okay, good. Right over to faux show. What can you fake with bamboo buns and air conditioning? An orgasm. <laughs> points? No. I mean, probably. No, you can fake a panda pregnancy. A panda pregnancy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was my That's second what, guess. Yeah, the panda has to orgasm, don't they? So. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Well, one of them. One of them So officials in China called off a live broadcast of a giant panda giving birth because she wasn't actually pregnant. So apparently, some pandas realise that pregnant pandas get perks, including <laughs> including their own. Their own suite loaded with amenities such as aircon, round the clock care, and a serious supply of buns, fruit, and bamboo. Um, and this is also because fan, uh, pandas quite often have phantom pregnancies because their biology is uh, quite squiffy and quite odd. Squiffy! So, yeah. so panda expert um, Wu Kongju said so some clever pandas have used this to their advantage to improve their quality of life. That's so cool! <laughs> a fake, Good fake yeah, pregnancy I'm, panda. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't get mad about it. No, no, no. Also, um, because when pandas get pregnant, they just slow down heaps. It's like real easy to just slow down and wait to see if people start treating you nice. I'm going to do that. I do that every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, over to five Spider-Mans. What, <laughs> what can you fake with pancake waffle mix, cocoa powder, and powdered baby laxatives? <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of drug. Drugs. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fake drugs and films. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you'd get points for that. Mm. Powdered. So, mm. is it like how fake much, cocaine? Like how much? How much baby laxative are actors consuming? Well, in these films? Al Pacino snorted quite a lot <laughs> and did himself a bit of damage. Is she just like shitting out baby? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm you walking just, here really yeah. fast to the bathroom. Yeah, so, I mean, that was Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. it, was, it was a fake opportunity. <laughs> so, and Jonah Hill, when filming The Wolf of Wall Street, snorted so much vitamin D powder, he ended up hospitalised. Oh, my God. Wow. But the pancake waffle mix and cocoa powder comes from prop master Joel Barker, who makes drugs for shows like The Sopranos and Blue Bloods, and he finds that... Pancake waffle mix and cocoa powder is a good substitute for heroin, and then when it's cooking down water and brown sugar works pretty well too. Kathleen, as an Hi. actor, what's, yeah. have you had to like eat, drink, weird stuff on stage? I mean, like as a part of your job. Oh just... yeah, yeah, all the time. But um, which is like great. I'm always down with that. It's just the handling of of breakable things that I have a terrible reputation for <laughs> because I smash them on the ground. Smashy, smashy. Yeah. Um, last one for either team. What can you fake with a double base and a leather glove coated in pine tar? Oh. Oh. Say it again. A double base and a leather glove coated in pine tar. Some kind of sound effect? It is a sound effect. Oh. You get a point. So it's a sound effect that belongs to something we've seen already tonight. The Spider-Man. Five Spider-Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, there's five fingers. <laughs> it's the sound of Godzilla. It's his voice. I wanted to do a Foley question, but almost all the examples are really revolting. So, um, so we'll just leave that mm. there. Uh, right, we're going to head into our second round of homework. Um, Kathleen. Hello. <clears throat> okay. 
Um, so for my for my homework, um, I would like to uh, mock slash hold in contempt um, some instructions that I've been reading on the WikiHow page of how to hug. Um, which I think, you know, as nerds, this is an important thing for us to all be researching. Um, and um, I think what I would like to do, just to let them mock themselves, and can, can I read out these instructions, yeah. and could you two, Erin and Jeff, could we're, you... We're in a bubble. Yeah. Is that okay. all right? Stage yeah, bubble. You feel we comfortable that. Yeah, that's absolutely little... fine. I'm done okay. with that. So, so maybe sweet. do you want to go... Do I have to stand? Oh, yeah, you do. You oh. do. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably enough room here, probably. If you don't want to go out there. We Where do we need to, what no, distance do we, we need to start from? we've got this beautiful backdrop. Yes. Okay, great, lovely. Okay, um, these, these are the instructions from WikiHow on how to hug your crush. <laughs> Step one, approach your crush carefully. <laughs> Smile and say some caring words or compliments. You're doing a great job. You're hosting very well. Make sure sarcastic. No, okay. no, there's nothing in the instructions about that. That's just me. Make sure that he or she is expecting a hug. It can be awkward if you come up and hug someone out of the blue, especially in the city. A hug is coming. A hug is coming. Step two. That was all step one. No, 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 this is good, this is good. Yep. Lean forward and put your two arms around your crush, pressing the person you are hugging warmly towards you. Lucky you. If you, <laughs> if you are a man, her arms should be around your neck. <laughs> and you should be embracing her around the waist. <laughs> Keep her in that position. How many steps are there? Oh, there's a little more Okay. Keep her in that position for no more than a couple of seconds. <laughs> and then let go as soon as she does. Look her in the eyes <laughs> when you're separating. Conversation naturally. That was great, Jeff. Hugs are nice. And that is my mockery of the Lucky House. <laughs> there are five types of hugs that you can have, and it will explain all of them to you and give you what you're supposed to do if you're a boy or a girl. Aww. So if you need to know, it's all there. The internet's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Nice. That's 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 good. I think I um, think me and Jeff get points too. Yeah, I'm just assigning points based on that. There were what four have I done? points. What there. have you yeah, done? Great. You've given them points. But <laughs> <laughs> there aren't there aren't a finite number of points. Oh, okay. Then that's uh, fine. Okay. It's not okay. a zero sum. Yeah, the pool of points ten, that I'm taking out. Brendan. Okay. I mean, I, I, sometimes I feel like this is so obvious that I don't need to say it. But then, you know, I think we'll all agree that something needs to really be taken down a peg or two, um, and the letter H. <laughs> I mean, I mean, where do you get off H? <laughs> More like, huh. H is the sound you make when you've given up on making a sound. It's just breathing. You don't, you don't need to be reminded to breathe, so you don't need H. H is a pathetic sound. It's not a proud, confident plosive or a supportive vowel. It's barely enough friction to make it a fricative. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Not holding back. <laughs> it doesn't deserve a position so close to the start of the alphabet. Eighth, eighth letter of the alphabet? No, let's make it 28th. <laughs> and let's talk about visuals. Okay? Capital H? First of all, hardly capital. <laughs> what are you, capital H? Goalposts? I'll kick for touch. <laughs> Lowercase h? Just a child's drawing of a chair. Well, I'll stand, thank you. <laughs> and let's not forget H's cruel betrayal of the Cockney people. <laughs> the innocent Cockney reaches out a steadying hand and, betrayed by a despairing H, it could cause serious arm. Oh. H may disappear in unstressed syllables, but let's not think, let's not forget about the stress it puts on our health system. As a former resident of a small town about an hour's drive from Palmerston North, the presence <laughs> or absence of an H in Honganui has done more to raise the blood pressure of our vulnerable population of elderly racists than <laughs> anything else. I say enough. And what is H doing in enough? I say en I say enough. <laughs> the only good thing about H is that it starts the word hate. I hate H. Thank you. Extremely educational. Uh, wow. um, bits of homework. Oh. Jeff, where are we at? Well, it is neck and neck, but currently, uh, Faux Show are on 29 points, oh, and good. Five Spidermans are on 29 and a half. Oh, that's oh. so close. So, so close. many points are you on, Jeff? I'm on two, but I'm sharing it with you. Yeah. Oh, and you're on the audience. And yeah. someone in the audience has got one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Good work. Uh, this next round is called Mock Mock, Who's There? Um, I am handing, I'm rustling some paper, I'm handing it over to Faux Show. So I've given them a list, I've given them two lists. List number one is jokes written by kids, taken from the Twitter account, at KidsWriteJokes. Uh, they're all from the last week. Uh, and I've also given them a list of jokes written by a neural network that's been programmed by research scientist Janelle Shane, who runs the uh, wonderful website AIWeirdness.com using a data set of 43,000 jokes. So what I would like them to do is I would like them to read a joke and I would like five Spider-Mans <laughs> to decide whether or not it was written by children or by a neural network. <laughs> So we'll just, we'll just do a handful of these, make them count. Five Spider-Mans, just so funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fine, it's a bit of a joke. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> talk, talk. Who is? Is my... Is your... Is my house go away? <laughs> okay, the, the halting nature of this makes me think it's an AI, but then if you... Think about it in the voice of a child. Yeah, that's exactly it how my two and a half year old talks. Yeah. <laughs> is you? Is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, mm. <laughs> and so, you're on it. Really? Is that your final answer? Um, Andrew really doubted me on that. I, I thought, well, you're the one with the child. Yeah. Okay, just go with neural network. It was a child. Hey, oh, point to Fosho. 
I, point to I am told myself. Do you really have a child? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a I've been raising network? a neural network. Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> These are all legitimately good. Um, okay. Um, this question. This question. <laughs> this joke is. Um, why do pterodactyls fly to the toilet? Because their wee is complicated. <laughs> I think that's a child's joke. Okay, I was wrong I, last time, so I I'm think, gonna trust I think you. it's a, oh god, don't put that pressure on me, Brendan. Um, just because kids like jokes about wee, and computers don't. <laughs> have Nintendo. Okay, we're saying we're saying it's a kid. Correct. Very good. Point to five Spidermans. What do you get when you cross a pirate and a little butter? A bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of joke where like it makes no sense, but then once you start thinking about it and trying to force it to make sense, it's like, is that funny? Is that how is a raven like a writing disc? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, that's got to be neural. That's right. got to be a neural network. Ne neural network. It, it's too. It's too like succinct and yet too kind of fucking nonsense. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. It was a neural yeah. Yeah. Another point to five spider. We zeroed in. Now. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. Trick them. Another one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do they? Um. Maybe three more. Okay. okay. Great. <clears throat> Why did the scarecrow get an award? Because they had the one cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds, to me that sounds like like a misremembering of a joke. Yeah. Because there's the word one, which yeah. could be like win having won an award. I yeah, I can I can see that. Do you wanna go with child? Let's go child. child. That was a neural network! Yeah. Point to faux show. Oh. You don't know your bread roll until you've smoked like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entirety of the joke. It's more of a, it's more of a quip. Yeah, it's like observation. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, did have you, you ever noticed how you don't... Try, try to mention Jerry Seinfeld, sorry. You don't know you bread roll until you smoke like a baby. <laughs> it's gotta be neuron. Yeah. Neuron. No, it's a child. What? <laughs> I wanna know what the intent behind that joke is. No, sorry. Someone needs to look out for their child. <laughs> Last one. Why did the pumpkin go to the party? Because he had no one. <laughs> Parties are a place where you can find people. <laughs> it's true. So it's just good advice. Yeah. Um, well, especially if you're a pumpkin. <laughs> I want to say child. I want to say that too. Then we will. Child. Correct. Correct. Very good. My, my favourite um, is from the neural network, which is why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because they know. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, what's that done to the scores? Well, they both got three points each, so oh. it makes no difference whatsoever. Oh, that's just so, so, this is. This is good, actually. This creates drama. <laughs> so, so we're heading into the final round. The final round is called Très Miserable. And uh, it is a pitch round. But in this round, the teams have to pitch a mockbuster. Jeff, would you explain what a mockbuster well, is? Well, a mockbuster is uh, a type of movie that was 
quite popular in the DVD era. Era there was um, a company called The Asylum that specialised in them, which are movies with titles close enough to mainstream movies that someone's grandmother might get confused around Christmas time and buy that DVD for you. So examples are things like Kick Punch Panda, um, Transmorphers, um, Alien vs Hunter, um, and so on. So they made movies that have titles that sound similar, cover art that's bordering on infringement, and plot summaries that are skating the edge of legality. Good, so, great. So the, the reason why this round is called Tamer's Lab is that I've asked the teams to come up with a mockbuster based on a musical. Uh, so, I don't know. How, how about we start with Faux Show? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Do you want to tell us what the musical is, or do you want us to, to just kind of guess? And, and the other team throughout this, if they think that they're infringing too closely on copyright, copyright <coughs> well within their rights to... to yeah. Have them up about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we won't tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want? Okay. No, you go. You go. Okay. So uh, the year is 1970s. <laughs> but it could be 20 years earlier. Oh yeah. Okay. But it could be. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, uh, and 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 it's the first day of school. But not school. <laughs> it's the first day of university, and all the friends have gathered together at their favourite hangouts to talk about their winter break. Um, <laughs> the, the girls are hanging out at the field, and the boys are hanging out at a picnic table, and and. And they start telling each other about their holidays because they've met someone. Oh go my on, God. go on. The... <laughs> Inform me additionally. <laughs> at the, at the, at the, what's the opposite of a beach resort? Like at the, uh, the ski field that they both went on their holidays, they met. Uh, you start. They, they, you gotta help. Yeah, they just met frolicking in the snow, and one of them got stuck um, up a tree, uh, and and the other one had to rescue them. Um, yeah. Um, additionally, <laughs> okay, I've got to speed this up a bit because that's only the first scene. I was about to say something. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just get yeah. in. <laughs> okay, uh, and then. Uh, they, um, they, they have an on and again, off again type thing. Oh, and they ride bobsleds! Yes, they <laughs> ride bobsleds real yes, fast. And then, and then, to prove his masculinity, um, Dooney Zucko, um, <laughs> rides a bobsled yes, through, through the, uh, through the, um, tundra. And, and and Mandy looks on um, wow. and impressed. He's going like slick electricity. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think you should join our team? But they're all they're all. She's she's she she doesn't want to admit that she's cold in the snow. Yeah. And she refuses to change. Well, one of the problems is that I think that she is like too sexy, and he's like I don't know. 
I feel like you're maybe too sexy everyone for me. Else and so right at the everyone else is like dressed up for the cold and you're like in your leather and so right at the end to prove that she loves him, she like comes in like a big snowsuit like this, like one of those one piece like fluffy like it's a big it's a big, it's like you, a, want a you can't like you can't get into it without like five zips. It's a complicated outfit. Um that gives it no no shape whatsoever. And he's like, oh, I, I've realized now you're the woman for me. And then they get in a snowmobile and they fly into the moon. It's, what's it called? It's called Fleece. <laughs> Five Spider-Mans, what have you got? Uh, we've got a brand new uh, cinematic experience. Yeah, I think let's just come out and say, like, we're... We're, we're taking inspiration mm. from cats, but we're not, there's nothing like, nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing like cats. Mm. Nothing. Nothing, nothing like, like it. it. Nothing. It is a musical. Well, it's like cats. Perform, performed by actors via motion capture. Yes, mm. but uh, for budgetary reasons. Yeah. Um, um, so the thing, about, the thing about cats, is that they're quite lithe and they have lots of points of articulation. And, and fur, like the just Yeah, fur, which is difficult to render. Um, what doesn't have fur... And, and has very few points very of articulation. Points of articulation is crabs. <laughs> You're giving us crabs? <laughs> We're giving you crabs for Christmas. It's very hard to um, get rid of crabs. Uh, but there's not, all, not any crabs. No, no. The... Um, they're je- um, the je- jello- jello- uh, The fruit preserves crabs. <laughs> the fruit preserve crabs. The fruit preserves crabs, which are like special crabs who like, they've just got more kind of like zang and zest for life than your typical crab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They all, they all gather together and yeah. one by one, they yeah. introduce themselves. They, they petition, they make their case uh, to a specific crab. Oh, the oldest crab on yep. the beach <laughs> called um, El- Elderly Leviticus. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they make their case um, in song um, because they, they all want to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. um, the bottom of the ocean. Bottom um, of the ocean. There's, yes. uh, you know, all your favourites are there. There's um, Flippity Bob. <laughs> There's uh, Splendufacus. There's um, Scribbly Boo, the uh, railroad crab. <laughs> There's uh, Fondue, the Fondue crab. There's Crayfish, the crab. There's <laughs> Joe. And, and then there's the, there's the evil crab, yes. Mr. McRootcanal. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so they, they all, they all um, sort of one by one, um, there's, there's very little structure to this uh, story. Um, it's, it's barely describable as a story, which makes, which makes the, the fast production quite easy. But then the, the, the saddest and most mm. sympathetic of yeah. all of the crabs kind of comes exactly. forward and sings that bit. Sings the, the classic, song. the showstopper number, the, the you know, uh, the, the 11 o'clock number um, called Having Remembered. <laughs> and, then, and then slowly the crab sinks yeah. beneath and, the waves. And all the other crabs like kind of like come out to the, to the edge of the, of the ocean and they sort of like hold their, their claws up uh, and, and go clack, 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 clack. Um, as the um, as the crab sinks sinks down 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 into the depths, and that 
is crabs. Crabs. Um, I'm going to ask the audience uh, which knockoff musical they would prefer to pirate. <laughs> uh, would you prefer to spend your precious bandwidth on fleece? <laughs> Or would you spend it on crabs? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. I mean, you know, crabs, it's, it's, it's only slightly worse than cats. Well, um, Jeff is adding up the scores. Yeah, the poster quote is like almost as good as cats. <laughs> well, Jeff is adding up the scores. Um, do any of the panelists have anything they'd like to plug? That's better than crabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doubling down. We're, we're going to make crabs. We're looking for fun. It's going to be funny. Do I have another perfect storm next week? Yeah, on Thursday next week I'll do improv here if you want to come. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, I made a movie that got mockbuster. Oh, okay. Um, I made a movie called Ghost Shark 2 Urban Jaws. <laughs> which, uh, I was in that. Yes. I also was in that. Briefly. And we made it as like a sequel to a movie that didn't exist. And so it's got all of these like stuff like sequel things in it, that, but the movie didn't, the movie didn't exist. And then while we were doing like the music and post-production and stuff, uh, the fucking sci-fi channel made a movie called Ghost Shark and released it and now everybody on the internet thinks that we are like the kind of cheap sequel to a sci-fi channel movie um, and they're like this story has nothing to do with the first one they're outraged um, yes and you can buy it from ghostshark2.com or you can stream it on Amazon Prime but would you rather your money go to me or Jeff Bezos are you also now on on screen is yeah, not the movie, but uh, if you want to find out more, you can go to Ensign on Screen. <laughs> and we are officially a New Zealand film. That's legit. Mm. Anyone else? No, we are plugless. Mm. Uh, still shuffling our way into um, level two. So, Jeff. Yes. Where are we at? Well, it was a very close fought race. Um, obviously, uh, there were name changes. Uh, there were fake movie titles, fake jokes, mockeries of various things, but in the end, uh, by audience acclaim, five Spidermans came slightly second to <laughs> Faux Show tonight's winners! Without you, audience, thank you to those of you in the audience. Thank you for coming out and supporting live performance uh, in Level 2, a really tricky time for lots of artists. Thank you for supporting Little Andromeda. So a big thank you to Will and Michael and Bobby. If you are experiencing this in real time, don't forget that they are going to be launching their November and December season very, very soon, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to hear more from us, including the 89 previous episodes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, most of your favourite podcast streaming platforms, or you can catch us live intermittently here at Little Andromeda, occasionally when we feel like it. But otherwise, I'd like you to thank the nerds once more. 
Congratulations.